This whole book is really a, a book of darkness and light, uh, 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 you know, of chaos and the confrontation of chaos, of, of, of the, the kingdom of, of, of God and the king, kingdom of Satan. And, and, and this whole thing is a, is a conflict. And I think we have falsely presented a conflict-free uh, Christian gospel. That, that if you'll come to, to understand the gospel correctly, and if you'll apply your faith correctly, then you will, you, you will avoid conflict. If you expect not to have difficulty, you, you, you're gonna be disappointed and depressed. Now, I do believe faith uh, fights the enemy, and I believe there's victory and there's overcoming, but <clears throat> there, there is battle, there's conflict. The battle against depression has been in the headlines lately with the tragic suicides of pastors in the last few months. The physical and emotional cost of working in ministry, along with the spiritual attacks, can easily become a serious discouragement for those who serve in the church. They might wonder why they seem to be constantly hit in the same areas. It's not just pastors who deal with depression and feeling overwhelmed. Any one of us can feel as if God is distant or refusing to heal our chronic wounds. In this episode, Gary Wilkerson discusses depression and suicide even among believers who should live in the light of hope. He explores ways that believers can handle issues like mental illness and how to differentiate between spiritual despair and general life discouragement. Most importantly, he offers encouragement to those who may feel as if they are fighting alone. God is walking right alongside us, even in our darkest hours. Now here's our host, Bob Dimmer. Welcome back to another Gary Wilkerson podcast, and we're coming to you from beautiful Colorado Springs, Colorado, and uh, we'll let you know right now that the cadets are flying at the Air Force Academy today, and so you may hear them occasionally as we discuss uh, today's podcast, and today's podcast is a serious one on a serious note. Uh, we have just recently heard in the last couple of weeks as we do this recording of a couple of pastors who committed suicide. Also one last fall that was um, well-known and uh, a lot of publicity from it as well. And it brings up an issue within the church and within society as a whole that we do need to talk about, and that is depression and uh, suicide and um, feelings of hopelessness. And so that's the topic that we're going to speak about in today's podcast and also next week as well. And joining us along with Gary is Rachel Schimitz, who is a writer here at World Challenge. And she recently did an article with Gary about the suicides and about hopelessness and the feelings of depression. And so we asked her to come and talk to Gary once again about uh, what they discussed in that article that you'll find on our World Challenge website. Uh, so take a look if you're looking for more information as you listen to this podcast as well. So, uh, Rachel, we'll turn it over to you as you can talk to Gary about those things that you discussed about this very serious issue. I'm really grateful to be able to talk about this topic, and I feel like it it's coming up so often in the news. It's mm -hmm. clearly an important issue that a lot of people are struggling with. And so I wanted to ask you... Um, why do you feel like pastors particularly may be struggling with this issue of feeling depression, of struggling with suicide? Right. Let me start by saying <clears throat> the importance of this topic for the general audience, for all of us, um, is magnified because not that pastors are a special breed of persons or more spiritual, more holy, <clears throat> but if pastors are struggling with depression and suicide, these are men and women who are trained in helping others overcome this, this malady. Uh, these are those who, uh, I don't know a pastor, I've never met a pastor that has not delved in some form or fashion into their own personal soul care, uh, uh, getting counseling, not just being a counselor, uh, being in Christian community. The things that you would, that I might, if you asked me for a list of things that would help somebody not be depressed or not engaged in suicidal thoughts or even worse, uh, commit suicide, 
most pastors I know have checked the list off, so it's surprising. I think that's why that's why the <clears throat> it's surprising to say the you know when you hear in the news as, or as we're talking about today, the four or five pastors that we're aware of in this past 18 months or so that have committed suicide. Uh, so that's it's alarming that that and so that the, the topic becomes even more magnified in its in its value and importance to discuss is because if if these men and women who are trained to <clears throat> deal with their own souls and deal with the souls of others are struggling so in depth then how much more the rest of us might be as well. <clears throat> there are some I believe as as somebody who's been in ministry for almost 40 years or over 40 years and much of that being in the pastoral ministry. I've been in pastoral ministry and then also in parachurch ministry is not a 9 to 5 and it's not easy and you're under a lot of pressure, a lot of stress. Um, and then, then I would add to that uh, culturally in America particularly which is different we've done about 70 conferences in, in 70 nations around the world, so, uh, more than 70 conferences, but 70 uh, nations. And we see it more in America than in other things, is this stress uh, to, to achieve, to, to aspire to greatness, to become, uh, you know, the, 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 there's, <clears throat> not, not that it's bad, but there's the magazine that has uh, 100 fastest growing churches in America. And a lot of my peers, they look at that like, oh, we didn't make it this year. It's like, I, I hope, you know, young pastors coming out of seminary, I'm going to be on that, you know, not the top 100, I'm going to be in the top 10. And, and so uh, there's disappointment, oh, my church isn't growing, or where we grew to 500, but then 100 people left, and it's just so depressing. And uh, Or I get emails and complaints of, of uh, that sermon wasn't good enough, or you counseled my... Uh, <clears throat> daughter, and she ended up marrying that idiot anyway. Uh, it's your fault, you know. And, and so you take, you take. Uh, pastors take a lot of fault on. So <clears throat> the, uh, it, it can lead to a lot of difficulties, a lot of problems. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like spiritual leaders within the church end up getting a particular amount of targeting mm -hmm. from? spiritual attack yeah there's there's this debate going on <clears throat> in the in the church uh, and it's all wrapped around this one little phrase higher higher levels higher devils <clears throat> and um, so so I'd say traditionally that's been been a, a, a commonality people say that a, a, as a truism um, lately there's been sort of some pushback in that it's like no you know Satan hates everybody equally uh, but but I'd probably be I'd probably be more inclined to say higher levels, higher devils, and and what that means is as you are um, as you are posing the, the the evil elements of Satan's attack on 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 people, as you are posing that as as his darkness comes and you're opposing it with great light, you become a, a larger target. So uh, you know, in warfare, if uh, a thousand soldiers come come forward, and the enemy sees them, and all of a sudden they see the the general out in front or the lieutenant colonel out in front. You know, obviously they go, ah, target that target that person. If we can take out the leader, then then we can take out the the rest of the troops will will, will be greatly diminished, harmed. And so I, I think Satan has a special attack on um, on on pastors. Uh, secondly, I would say uh, a very severe attack. Sometimes even more so. I believe <clears throat> in my experience, I've seen this. Uh, Getting at the pastors through attacking their family, uh, wives who, um, for no apparent reason, want to quit the ministry and leave the church, like or quit God, uh, children who, uh, my own family experienced this, uh, uh, children who get addicted to drugs, uh, run away from God, prodigals, children. Um, there, there's, and again, that happens to every family. But there, there, you do see a diabolical scheme, and and certainly Scripture talks about that. When it comes to, it's not a random attack, as if 
everybody's under attack. It's like let's take out the let's take out the the, the leader and the body will follow. And that, that's yeah. So that, that's it's you got to be aware. I think uh, any anybody in Christian leadership, uh, spiritual leadership, uh, whether it be uh, a local church or other ministries, uh, or even your own ministry that you're caring for people in a volunteer. That you're going to be under attack. Now, be careful that you don't look at that and go, like, oh, well, then I'm not going to volunteer or I'm not going to help or I'm not going to, you know, let me get a career that's, that's easier. Because um, on, the, on the other hand, um, just like uh, using the analogy again of the soldier, the, the rewards, the risks are extreme, but the rewards are amazing. Uh, and for me, it far outweighs the difficulties. It's, a, you know, kind of, you know, sort of, you know, bring it on. You know, you know, do do your worst, devil. Uh, but I'm going to stand. I'm going to fight. I'm going to believe God for great things. I'm I'm not going to I'm not going to cower at your. You know, the Bible calls him a roaring roaring lion. That that that's foolish to 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 not fight, to not engage. And so, uh, don't let any things we're talking about today discourage anyone listening to to get engaged in in, in ministry. Sitting on the sidelines, you might be a little safer. But your life will be meaningless, and the value you you, you offer uh, at the end of the day, you you know you'll. I, ha- I have this recurring uh, picture in my mind, a, a vision or a dream, I guess you could say. Of I think we might have even talked about this once before, of um, standing before God like on Judgment Day, and He shows you all these like these books, like there's a book you could have written, but you didn't, or here's a sermon you could have preached, but you didn't, or here's a mission you could have helped this village, but you didn't, or you could have gone to your neighbor's house. Uh, it's just pictures of all these events, and you, and you didn't engage because of fear. And so, so um, some, some, some depression that leads to suicidal thoughts uh, is, is fear-based. Uh, I'm afraid I'm not going to make it. I'm afraid I'm not going to be valuable. I'm afraid I'm not going to have meaning. And so to disengage because of fear of what the enemy might try to do and making you a target is is uh, is the wrong strategy. Mm-hmm. I know it's interesting to touch on something that you mentioned, that there seems to be a narrative out there that Christians shouldn't struggle with mm-hmm. depression or thoughts of suicide. Um, kind of where would you see the tension between we have a calling for the hope of God, but we also, there are many examples in the Bible of, you know, great men who struggled with depression. Right. Yeah, yeah. The um, Well, first let me say, not everything I think in culture today that we label depression is actually depression. Mm-hmm. Some of it's, you know, bad news has happened to you and you're hurting, uh, and we put it in the category of depression. And I, I, I want to I address that because I think some people feel like, oh, I'm, oh, I'm depressed, I'm, I'm fighting depression, I'm battling depression, and maybe they're not. Uh, you know, uh, you take a, uh, a young woman whose husband's abusing her and maybe left her, and so she starts drinking and uh, she feels guilty for that. She's a Christian, and, uh, uh, and so she comes to her pastor and she'll come to me and say, I, you know, I'm really battling depression. I say, like, you know, maybe you're not. Maybe you just life is really hard and you're suffering and this is pain and you just need to cry and, and, and scream out to God and just, you know, God, God you know. Um, and, and I think it surprises people. But it also relieves some people because I think we put things in this category of depression and then also this fear comes, oh, oh maybe I'm clinically depressed. Maybe I need medicine, uh, medication. Maybe I need, uh, you know, maybe I, this could lead to suicidal thoughts. I don't, and the fear uh, fuels the, 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 that, that uh, you're adding to the uh, negative circumstances in somebody's life. Now you're adding an element of fear. This, this is depression. So I just want to say that first is, 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 is to define depression uh, a little more clinically, I, I, I think. The, you know, depression is, a, is like a, a physical mental malady. It's, it's not just a mood. Uh, 
you can you can have a depressive mood. Um, I get depressed. I don't know if you guys do or not. Do you, you get depressed? Yeah. Never. Never. Bob. I also don't always tell the truth. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that can lead to depression. Oh, yeah, yeah, so. <laughs> um, yeah. No, we have, we have moods and. Give yourself permission to have some moods. Be, be, you know, realize life's going. You're going to get up and down, and and, uh, and when when some some rough circumstances hit you, it's like it's okay to be. Christians don't have to be like, oh, I, I rebuke that, or I confess my happiness. I I don't I I, uh, I don't receive that sadness. Says, well, yeah, you're a little sad because those events in your life were really hard, and you got to face them head on. Okay, so we'll, then then you jump to another category of, of, of real depression where people are depressed. And I, I think that has two, two elements to that type of depression. One, one is from the bombardment of negative circumstances in your life have, have been so persistent and consistent that it actually um, fatigues you mentally, emotionally, spiritually, even, even uh, physiologically, chem- chemically. And so your body is depleted of of the endorphins and the, the the good things that come out of uh, uh, life as it as it could be lived, and so you 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 you, you uh, delve down into a, a realm of depression. And then the second type of depression is more it's outside of my realm as a pastor, but it's more medical, uh, clinical. Um, it, it might not be circumstantial. You may not have anything wrong, and that's that's where really people really get troubled. Um, because you see some of these these stories we're hearing about pastors, we're examining their lives, and you go, well, he you know didn't appear to be, you know, he wasn't in financial trouble, he didn't owe a bookie money, you know, he didn't, uh, he wasn't you know gambling, wasn't having an affair, uh, you know, there, and so you start thinking more in the lines of of, of medical there. On a, on a on a on the time frame we have here today, you know, we couldn't get into the medical, but I would say if somebody is is suffering depression that's not just a sadness or not just circumstantial things have bad things have happened and you're sad uh, i say if it's consistent persistent um, by that i mean the, the the length of time you've been in this depression the depth of the depression it's not just i feel a little bit when i wake up i feel a little sad but as i go in the day i start feeling a little bit better that you know but but the depth of it the the breadth of it uh, the height of it and by height i mean um you will look at the future. Uh, I, I don't see anything in the future that could change this. I, I don't believe there's any hope for me. Uh, so then you're dealing with height, depth, and breadth, and that that I would say, uh, you know, I would advise somebody to to see somebody in the medical field, whether it be a Christian counselor, a Christian therapist, or your own uh, GP, your doctor, and 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 you know, did some blood work because uh, I think that's that's a safe. Safe issue. It doesn't sound very spiritual on a podcast like this, is uh, you know Pastor Gary up here, but uh, you know we, we do we do talk about this every week. The the First Thessalonians uh, five twenty three that you might become holy H O L Y and hold whole W H O L E spirit soul and body, and so some depression is spiritual. There's an attack from the enemy. Some is soul. The soul is the the mind, the emotions, and the will. And sometimes the mind is 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 is, is off kilter, and so and then the body. Uh, so take a look at it chemically. So that's a long, 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 long answer to a really good question, but it's uh, it, it it is something that um, I, I think having a clear identification of what I'm going through helps. Uh, and then let me say one more thing before you ask the next question. Um, don't be depressed that you're depressed. Uh, you know, it's almost like somebody who gets angry because they're always angry. Uh, it just intensifies it. Um, 
just, just kind of see it. It's like, okay, I, you know, this is something I have to deal with. It's, it's, it's something I'm in right now, and I'm not going to beat myself up for having it. I'm not going to accuse myself of not being a good Christian. I'm not going to examine my heart and see, like, well, what horrible sins have I committed? And, and, and of course, we always have to examine our heart. And, and if there is something there, you want to deal with that. Uh, but 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 if you're, if it's not a habitual practice of sin, then 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 don't let shame and guilt and condemnation and and fear uh, just just be like it's like getting hit with one arrow of the enemy. I'm feeling sad or depressed, and then he hit and then, ah I got him now. Arrow number two is uh, I'm angry that I'm depressed or I'm sad that I'm depressed or I'm frustrated with myself or you know. And so it he can the enemy can intensify. Our depression, rather than saying, "Okay, this is what I'm going to deal with," and I'm not going to accept anything else. I'm going to deal with the fact that right now, I am I am struggling with this. People talk about certain spiritual strongholds that appear in a generation, um, and suicide definitely seems to be one that is hitting perhaps this generation quite hard. Mm-hmm. Um, how do people respond to that? How does the church respond to that? Um, how do people pray for that? Yeah, I was speaking to a young man a couple of days ago who's going through a real horrible uh, marriage, family, life situation. Uh, looks like, looks almost hopeless in the sense that you know maybe maybe the end of it. And he was he was he was some, somewhere between sad and, and maybe de- uh, depressed. Uh, and so um, you know, and I was like, I was struggling for words. Like, what what do you say to this poor kid, man? It's just like his you know, he's in tears. Like, I mean, the tears were just like dripping off his eye onto the to the desk we were t- sitting at. It wasn't just a, a, a little tear. It was just like, you know, and it was a quiet weeping. So it just hurt my soul. I was just like, this poor kid. And I thought, you know, and it just words weren't coming as, and I just, and, and uh, sometimes when you're counseling somebody, you just, you, you know, you ask another question, stalling to try, God, please give me something to say. And, and um, you know, so it finally, it finally hit me. Um, okay, and this is how I'd answer your question about how I'll pray for him. And what I'll say to him is, is that, and it goes back to your previous question about you know not the expectation of not, not having trouble in this world. Uh, this whole book is really a, a book of darkness and light, uh, 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 you know, of chaos and the confrontation of chaos of of, of the the kingdom of, of of God and the king kingdom of Satan, and 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 this whole thing is a, is a conflict. And I think we have falsely presented a conflict-free uh, Christian gospel. That, that if you'll come to, to understand the gospel correctly, and if you'll apply your faith correctly, then you will you you will avoid conflict, and that that and and so I was able to tell this young man, <clears throat> um, if you expect not to have difficulty, you, you you're going to be disappointed and depressed. Uh, you're you're going to uh, if if you believe that uh, <clears throat> that there is in this life you will have tribulation, then that might equip you. That might spark in you something to say, okay, this is this is something I expect. I expect the attacks of the enemy. I expect the flesh and the carnal nature of this world, the fallen nature of this world, to, to throw all kinds of elements at me. And so to not try to escape it uh, through this this false Christianese of, of uh, confess it's not there and you know, just believe it'll go away, that's not biblical at all. Um, now, I do believe faith uh, fights the enemy, and I believe there's victory and there's overcoming. But there, there is battle. There's conflict. So I was reading the other day where it talks about the shield of faith, and that the Bible says that God will be a shield to us. Well, that's a nice sentiment, but 
it also says you, there's a lot of stuff being thrown at you. There's 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 a battle. There's like constantly an arrow. And if we if you if if there was not a battle, then you wouldn't need a shield. And so right off the fact that God identifies, He doesn't say, uh, you know, He He He'll act like a shield for you. He says He is a shield. And so His very nature is to shield us from things. But but nonetheless, things are going to come against us. Uh, one of the scripture verse, and I mentioned this uh, to the young man, uh, no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Okay, in my mind, when I, when I think of that, that means nothing will harm me or nothing will take root in me. No, like an arrow might come, but it's not going to, I won't be hit by anything. Well, let's look back my last three years. I broke my back in two places in a car accident. I had thyroid cancer. Um, I, I've had some difficulty in a, another ministry I was working at, got rejected and, and hurt there. Uh, this is all within the last couple of years. The, they, feel like, they feel like spears or arrows got through to me. Um, so, so maybe, uh, this is a little weird, maybe no weapon formed against me doesn't mean that in the midst of a battle, uh, a sword might take a, a swipe here or an arrow might hit here. <clears throat> but 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 my mentality is changing now. No, that's not going to prosper. Ah, that's painful. But I'm forging ahead. Oh, he got me here. That's not going to. That's not going to. You're not going to win the war through these petty arrows. Um, you know. And so 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 I, I have a new picture of not a, a, an arrowless body. I have one that's you know, sort of scarred and wounded and and hit. But but the shield up, sword in hand, sweaty brow stepping up the hill saying we're not going to be stopped i uh, that this that's not going to prosper it's not going to you know in taking the word prosper to win and so again with this young man i'm telling him it's like you have to realize there is a fight and you have to get in it you can't you can't sit on the sideline uh in depression and fear of loss and you just you have to have a strategy and you have to have a vision and you have to have hope and you have to have dreams and, and go for it and and, and wake up uh, awaken the awake in the soul you know and that's what david did to himself in psalms uh, 43 i think it is 43 42 43 and 44 in that area uh, he says uh, why so downcast all my soul uh, and so he's 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 realizing this battle is seemingly prospering against him and he's questioning himself why am i de- why am i depressed my soul is depressed. Why am I so depressed? And he says, what's an alternative to this? Okay, I'll put my hope in God. All right, and so one more really, like, theological uh, gem. Uh, why does God allow pain and suffering? Um, why, why put us into a place? Why, why allow... God could have kept cancer cells from growing in my thyroid. He could have had that car pull off the side of the road earlier. Um, I'm not saying God causes those those things, but certainly there's 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 weapons there that seem to be prospering. The the why behind that is 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 intriguing to me. And so this this thing that David says, why why so depressed? Why so downcast? My soul. My, you know, it's not just my mind. My soul, deep deep within me, is 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 facing this um, because of circumstances. And and you read in that, my enemies have triumphed over me. God, you have in 40, Psalms 43 says you've allowed. Uh, I, I cried out to you, and and even in my crying out to you, you you didn't. And basically, what he's saying is you didn't resolve anything. You have not fixed one thing, and that causes people to be so depressed sometimes. Because once you lose hope in God, where do I turn now? It's like, gosh, you know, I, I don't trust in myself. I don't trust in chariots, as a scripture we talk about often. 
Uh, so I trust in God. But now he's not coming through for me, so what do I do? And that's where David says, why so downcast, O my soul? Uh, put, my, put my hope in God. And there's this beautiful shift from he, and, and the rest of that psalm. He's no longer talking about deliverance from his enemies because um, uh, I heard somebody say this once, like everybody wants to be delivered from the enemies, even Satan. Right? And so the cry, deliver me from my enemies, is not necessarily a deeply spiritual one. It's, it's, a, it's, 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 it's basic humanity, it's, it's angels, it's demons. It's they, they, want to be, they want to win over their enemies. And yeah, and so everybody wants that. So, so, but for the follower of God, for the hungry heart after God, there's got to be something more than delivering from my enemies. That's why this passage I'm talking about is so important because it moves from deliver me from my enemies. He stops talking about that, stops thinking about that, and now all of a sudden he's saying, my soul is disquieted because of my enemies, but I'm putting my hope in God, and I'll trust in you. And then all of a sudden, there's this, uh, you know, you see this praise come forth. Uh, you, you are my hope. You are my rock. You are my salvation. And so I think that's what God's after, whether it be this young man, uh, whether it be uh, some pastors who might be dealing with depression. God is after moving us from um, just getting rid of our circumstances that are negative uh, to, to that. And so I would say that, you know, life is hard and painful. And if we um, get surprised by that, it's going to put us in a funk that we may never get out of. If we realize we're in a battle, and we will be, we will always be in a battle. Then we will. And this, and lastly, this is what I told this young man: get get back in the fight. You know, get, and when I mean that, don't don't fight. You know, with your spouse, don't don't. Um, but 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 in the fight, in a sense of your own soul, like to 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 breathe and to. You know, to clench the fist and grit the teeth and say, I, you know, I shall not be moved. There's something, a power of the Holy Spirit that resides inside of you. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. And he's not giving you a spirit of fear, but love and power and sound mind. And so, you know, for this young man or for the pastors we're talking about or for anybody listening today, um, you know, just my encouragement is, man, rise up. And, and, uh, and it's not sort of a, a guilt trip like... Uh, you know, the last thing a person who's depressed needs is somebody to, you know, just elbow them and say, like, quit being so sad. You're, you know, you're such a baby. Uh, get up and, you know, I don't mean it that way. Uh, a fight might be simply, uh, you know, one, one day making a phone call and, and encouraging somebody else rather than going home after work and saying, <clears throat> I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm miserable, I'm sad, I'm just going to check out, watch TV the rest of the night eat and drink, <clears throat> it might just be like one step in the direction of saying, I'm going to get out of this. I'm, I'm going to put my hope in something other than my own circumstances and situation. You've been listening to the Gary Wilkerson Podcast. The impartation of blessings, particularly a father's blessing, is important and often seen in the Bible. With that in mind, we hope this podcast has been a blessing to you. If you're struggling with depression or know someone who is, please reach out for prayer and counseling. You may also find David Wilkerson's book, Have You Felt Like Giving Up Lately? Useful and encouraging. In it, he examines the inner wounds that afflict even the most secure Christians and provides methods to seek out God's healing. In addition to that book, Gary's latest book, God's Favor, is a source of great reassurance for those struggling to feel as if they're blessed. In it, he paints a more biblical picture of God's favor, revealing how our loving Father is always present. We are never alone as we follow Him. To see more on this discussion of God's grace and goodness in your life, you can order a copy of God's Favor on the World Challenge website, worldchallenge.org. 
Next week on the Gary Wilkerson Podcast, if we accept that trials and depression in some form will come to all of us at one time or another, what strategies can we use when our depression arises? The Gary Wilkerson Podcast is brought to you by World Challenge. Sound designed for this episode by Mike Hallsmith. This episode was written by Rachel Schimitz. Our producer is Chris Wigington. We hope to see you next time on the Gary Wilkerson Podcast. Until then, do all you can to live a better life and make a better world through Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ.